Good, good morning and a happy Monday. Wishing you a great week ahead. Welcome to today's episode of Morning Wealth. Three things that we will talk about. Manishin asks the Fed to return $30 billion, China's Evergrande's lifeline, and the week ahead. Stocks and government bond yields slipped Friday to end a choppy week and snap a two-week winning streak for the S&P 500. A rally in the stock market has stagnated recently after enthusiasm about the development of an effective coronavirus vaccine propelled the Dow Jones to its first record close since February at the start of the week. Surging virus infections, signs that the economy has lost momentum, and the U.S. Treasury's decision to allow several emergency Federal Reserve programs to expire have deflated some of the optimism that had previously dominated the month. Some investors said that the recent moves mark a healthy pause after a vigorous rally since the presidential election that has sent the S&P 500 up 5.6% since November 3rd. The S&P 500 slipped 0.7% on Friday. The Dow fell about 0.7% as well, but the tech-heavy Nasdaq lost about 0.4%. For the week, the S&P 500 and Dow were down 0.8% and 0.7% respectively, while the Nasdaq managed to notch a gain of 0.2%. Every indicator of the virus spread across the US continued to accelerate. The country logged its highest ever number of newly reported COVID-19 infections in a day Thursday. California governor issued a new stay-at-home order that will require most of the residents to stay at home and businesses to close between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. These uncertainties have sent investors into traditionally safer bets like government bonds. The yield on the 10-year U.S. Treasury note slipped to 0.82 last week from about 0.89 from a week earlier. That's the largest one-week yield decline since August. Meanwhile, Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin said Thursday that several novel programs that have helped corporate credit and municipal borrowing markets would end 31st of December. Mr. Mnuchin asked the Fed to return more than $70 billion in funds that have already been transferred to the central bank to cover loan losses. In one sign that made us realize that maybe the credit markets aren't so fragile after all, Hours after Stephen Mnuchin called for emergency lending programs to, uh, to be allowed to expire uh, on Friday, investors continued to flood Carnival's bankers with more than $11 billion in orders for debt that comes with no collateral protection. In other corporate news, shares of Pfizer rose about 1.4% after the pharmaceutical giant asked U.S. health regulators to permit use of COVID-19 vaccine. It will be up to the U.S. FDA to decide whether the two-shot vaccine works safely enough to roll out to millions of people. In another development on the treatment front, Regeneron's antibody cocktail received emergency use authorization from U.S. drug regulators. Donald Trump credited it with his recovery after he contracted the disease last month. A similar antibody therapy made by Eli Lilly also received emergency clearance from the FDA on the 9th of November. China's Evergrande is getting a 30 billion yuan lifeline from local governments. Two state-backed companies owned by the cities of Shenzhen and Guangzhou will buy equity in that amount from existing investors in Hengda Real Estate, a unit that holds Evergrande's main property assets in China. The move comes after a key strategic investor demanded an exit. Separately, the company is seeking to raise about 
15.8 billion honky dollars in an Hong Kong IPO for its property management unit. The week ahead, FOMC minutes may offer clues on Wednesday on where policymakers stand on asset purchases. Wednesday is packed for U.S. data as well. The second print of U.S. Uh, third quarter GDP would come out plus the October PCE figures. Durable good orders, jobless claims and new home sales are all due. In terms of Fed speak, we'll have Charles Evans, James Bullard and John Williams speaking. Europe is also busy. ECB offers a strong lineup of speakers, including Christine Lagarde on Tuesday and publishes minutes on Thursday. It's a holiday shortened week. Hence, earnings will be at its peak on Tuesday and Wednesday. On Tuesday, we'll be looking at Dell HP analog devices. That's on the technology front. On retail, we'll be looking at Tiffany, Best Buy, Gap. On Wednesday, we'll be looking at Xiaomi, Medtronic and Deer. And on Friday, we'll be looking at CureVac. On the corporate credit front, high-grade issuance is expected to slow dramatically this week in the U.S. with forecasts ranging from 0 to 5 billion. Blackstone is continuing to sell the 2.8 billion for its um, Ancestry.com buyout. The U.S. bond market is shut on Thursday for Thanksgiving and closes early at that is 2 p.m. Eastern time on Friday. Black Friday will put retailers and consumers in the spotlight as stores prepare to meet the demand rush via curbside pickup and direct shipping and buyers adjust to new ways of getting holiday deals. Overall spending is expected to reach a record this season as online orders replace lost foot traffic. Lastly, the final batch of China October trade data will be due Wednesday, which will offer us a closer look on how US and Australian purchases have been. That's the update. Stay safe and healthy. Have a lovely week ahead. I'll speak to you tomorrow.